Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Earlier today, we had a chance to sit down with Congressman Keith Self of Texas. We discussed threats posed by the Chinese Communist regime, as well as the crisis at the southern border and how the two issues are connected. Congressman Keith Self, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for having me. Congressman, I'd like to ask you about uh, China. Um, obviously, in the headlines recently, for multiple reasons, you have the Chinese spy balloon. You have, um, you know, the origins of COVID coming out now. Do you think or do you have confidence that the Biden administration will hold China to account? Absolutely not. They're not holding China to account every day. China is probing us in many, many ways. The balloon was only one. Uh, they, they, they are essentially at economic war with us now, mm. testing us testing our resolve. When they saw the absolute uh, debacle withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, that showed weakness in the Biden administration. I'm not saying America is weak. The administration is weak. And China sees it. And they're probing us in many ways. Congressman, just uh, recently you had the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party holding a hearing. Uh, you're starting to see some Democrats gravitate toward Republicans in, in this. Um, are you optimistic that more and more um, Democrats will join this effort? I'm not. Uh, we will see some, but I'm not. Uh, they move in lockstep. The Democrats hold together. I would be shocked if it's many more than a few. Uh, so no, I don't think so. The Republicans are going to carry the water on this. Uh, it's our mission. The people elected us to do this. The Republicans will carry the water. Congressman, you represent Texas in Congress. I do. Um, border state, obviously. There's a discussion of fentanyl, which is pouring through the southern border, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans on a yearly basis. Um, one thing that's not talked about as much is the original source of this fentanyl, which is not Mexico. It's actually China. Do you think that this specific point should be uh, brought to the surface? Absolutely. Uh, even today, when the cartels control the fentanyl uh, distribution, it's still Chinese precursor chemicals. Uh, China used to produce it and ship it over. Now they're uh, pr providing the precursor chemicals to the cartels. Uh, make no mistake about it, the cartels control the border on the Mexico side. Uh, but yes, it is Chinese precursor chemicals that are killing hundred and more than 100,000 people a year. And think about this, we only lost 55,000 soldiers in Vietnam. We lose double that every year now to fentanyl, to drug overdose in the United States. If you could just kind of shine some light, you know, we, we like to hear from the people. What are the constituents in your district saying uh, with regard to the border? How is it affecting their lives? The border is the number one or number two issue all the time in my district. Uh, I've been to the border twice. The first time was in South Texas uh, at the middle of the night, uh, watching the cartel operation. Uh, ferry illegal immigrants across the river. The second was to the El Paso sector where I talked to the border control agents, the sheriff, landowners. And I will tell you, I came away knowing, not believing, knowing that this is not a broken system. It is a system that does not exist. It is intentional. It is intentionally not enforced. By the stroke of a pen, the very first day he was in office, Joe Biden uh, changed the policy to open the border and it remains open today. 
So one thing that I do see is that Democrats, whether it's uh, you know administration officials, members of Congress, they acknowledge that there is a problem. But yesterday uh, you had AG Merrick Garland on the Hill who underwent questioning by the Senate Judiciary Committee. And when it came to strengthening penalties on fentanyl, people who are in possession or dealing it, he doesn't want to do that. And I guess I'm sitting here just scratching my head as to why not if it shows that current policies are not working. Why do you think they're not in favor of this? Because the policies are working for the Democrats. Uh, you and I can sit here and say the policies are not working. The policies are working for the Democrats. Why does Mayorkas tell us that the border is secure? Who in his right mind can believe that the border is secure? Uh, so these policies are working as they are intended by the Biden administration. How big of an issue do you see this being uh, going into 2024? Huge, because now, regardless of what you think of the minuscule numbers of illegal immigrants that the governor shipped north, the PR, the, the impact on those northern cities was huge. Now the nation understands the impact of these millions of illegal immigrants because they've seen it in their own cities, northern cities run by liberals. So now they understand. So I'm hoping it's a big issue in the next presidential election. It's really an excellent point. Congressman Keith Self, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. A new type of artificial intelligence known as ChatGPT has been in the spotlight recently for its success in a range of areas. But at the same time, many are raising concerns about the potential risks of such technology. To discuss this new chatbot, we spoke with Jake Marabito, Director of Communications and Technology Task Force at the American Legislative Exchange Council. Jake Morabito, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Jake. Our artificial intelligence is taking hold in society and has been in all different ways, from autonomous vehicles to different software programs. With the good conveniences of technology also comes a bad side. What should we be concerned about and how should some of these concerns be mitigated? Absolutely. So as we saw, ChatGPT broke onto the scene late last year. And now that some of the initial novelty is worn off of it, um, policymakers have to grapple with what, how these, these new technologies mesh with our existing um, frameworks for regulations and such. And one thing that we want to point out at ALEC is that the free market limited government approach that has governed internet policy in the U.S. has led to the success um, for American companies. And we don't want to overregulate this technology um, too soon before the technology is even fully baked. What are some of the biggest concerns you have about where regulation can ultimately lead to? Well, so one of the things, again, is this, this technology is still in its infancy. It's still an, a nascent emerging technology. Um, OpenAI, the developers of ChatGPT, were early on the scene, but already you can see the free market at work and new competitors are emerging. Google is investing in their own ChatGPT-like generative AI system. There are also several smaller players entering the scene, and that's really encouraging that there's competition. But innovators should have the, the leg room to experiment with these new technologies and find new applications. One of the negative side effects of regulating too early is that it shuts down a lot of these avenues, whereas enterprises should really explore these opportunities that can help customers. Now, you mentioned the chatbot uh, GPT. We actually asked this program about the dangers of Marxism, and the bot actually went on to justify why Marxism is not all that bad. So how careful do we still have to be, especially when it comes to these programs as they gain more influence? 
Well, and that's that's one of the concerns that, that you just pointed out is essentially these systems are combing through information that's from a publicly available data set. And the there so there are some some risks involved. And there are also, you know, maybe some certain applications or certain sectors, you know, we need to take a closer eye at. Um, but we want to make sure that we don't get rid of all the good positive upsides of this technology out of fear um, that we want to preserve the good while mitigating the risks. So with that said, lastly, Jake, if you could just tell us the way you see it, what is the best path to stay competitive and on the cutting edge of technology, but while maintaining morality and stability, which a lot of countries that we compete with, China, Russia, don't necessarily keep in mind? Yeah, that's a great point. And actually here in the United States at the state level, um, several um, several legislators are taking a positive approach to embracing technological change, especially Arizona, Utah, and there are several others that are taking the way by embracing policies that support innovation and tech entrepreneurs instead of what the European Union, China, and some of our other um, adversary or competitor nations are doing, which actually are targeting American tech companies out of sheer spite due to, how, due to their size and how successful they are. Jake Marbito, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.